It was Aaron Rodgers' playoff debut in the NFL. The Packers traveling to Arizona. It started off brutally bad. And then the Packers fought all the way back only to have the game snatched from them in overtime. A harbinger of things to come, unfortunately, for much of the Packers' tenure with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But Jermichael Finley had a front row seat at the most auspicious debut for a quarterback in NFL history in terms of his first playoff game, especially in the second half. Aaron Rodgers was absolutely lights out with plenty of help from Jermichael Finley. So Jermichael Finley joins me today to talk about one of Aaron Rodgers' seminal moments. You are Locked On Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked On Podcast Network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how our Aaron Rodgers signature series kicks off today. Signature moments from Aaron Rodgers' career. In this case, we are talking about his very first playoff game in the NFL after a breakout 2009 season and in the playoffs when it all matters just a little bit more. So, Jermichael Finley joins us, who had not just a front row seat, was in the arena, on the field, making a ton of big plays in this game, was really one of the big reasons why the Packers were able to come all the way back and force overtime in this one. Before we get to that, though, uh, America's guest Jason Hershorn joins us to talk about all of this, to add some perspective to the, the context of this game, what it means, what he remembers about all of this. And I think it's a really uh, it's a really great way to add a little even more um, historical information, context, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and just, I think another opportunity for us to chat about these kinds of, of moments. Jason is going to be with us on as many of these Aaron Rodgers series as we can possibly, um, coordinate successfully. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to do this with him. He is America's guest for a reason. Joining me now, America's guest, and my co-founder at The Leap, Jason Hirshhorn. And, and Jason, this Aaron Rodgers signature series, which is what we're calling it here, was pretty much your idea. Um, you you pitched to me, hey, let, I want to talk about the 2011, but it was the 2010 season, Falcons playoff game as this sort of homage to Aaron Rodgers. And I thought, well, let's do a bunch of these. Let's do a series of them. And so we're going to do a series of them. And you're going to be here for as many of them as we can get you on for. Um, what? What was sort of the the inciting idea? Like 2011 is as good. That playoff game was as good as we've ever seen a quarterback play. I think that was basically what you said to me. Yeah, pretty much. Like you and I have been covering the sport for like about a decade. And we've yeah. been watching the NFL for a few more decades than that. Yeah, yeah. And don't, we've don't seen too much. 
Yeah, probably. But we have seen a lot of great quarterback play. So for something to stand out as being beyond even that level, you really do have to sit back and take note. And I remember both in the moment and subsequent to that game, it was really clear that this was a big moment, not just for Aaron Rodgers, the player, and not just for the Green Bay Packers, but this was a moment that maybe kicked off a new era of the NFL. You know, there were some things that had been working its way up. Aaron Rodgers wasn't the only part of this, but he became one of the central figures. And that was really the moment that he arrived as that sort of field tilting force in the NFL. When you think of these signature moments, and we're going to do a bunch of them over the course of the spring and the summer, are there any others that like what like that just jump to mind? Well, some of them are full games like that Falcons game. Some of them are just moments, right? Like the 2013 season, that final regular season game. Mm. Aaron Rodgers has been established at that point. You know, he'd won an MVP. I think people already knew the kind of player and the kind of trajectory he was on. But that was one of the most spectacular, almost like Brett Favre-like moments. He actually had not had as many of those up to that point. Sort of the like impossible play that no one could have seen coming. And he sort of makes it look casual. And that was that throw to Randall Cobb where he evades Julius Pepper's sack and launches it down the field for the go-ahead score. Yeah, I mean, I think that is uh, – there are a couple Bears ones, right? The 2018 Week 1 game is another one um, that I that I think we're going to do in as part of this series. The 2016 play to Jared Cook. There were a couple that were like stretches of games that I, I don't know how to even talk about, but like in 2014, remember they, when they beat the Eagles and the Bears and they were they were winning like hit six touchdowns in the first half and we were just sort of like, what is this? Yeah, and these are all things that now seem like very much part of the Aaron Rodgers narrative. But when you go back into the moment that those games happened, things were not always the same. And we're going to get into this with some of the other games that we talk about, but Aaron Rodgers was not always this player in the collective conscious. And there's a point, even after Aaron Rodgers had arrived as a very high-level quarterback, where the way Rodgers was discussed nationally was just very, very different than the way we think of it now. And I think it's really important now that his Green Bay tenure is over to go back into those moments and really chart the development of his career, how he went from being, you know, this slighted late first round pick to being one of the all-time great players in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers slighted. He fell to the end of the first round. I, I, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Um, Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. These are, these are things <laughs> that no one knows. Uh, and and uh, Jimmy Graham played basketball. So let's, let's get in the time machine. Let's go back. This is the 2009 season now. The Packers are headed into the playoffs for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' career. And they are underdogs against Kurt Warner and the Arizona Cardinals. So what is your memory of where we stood with this team, with Mike McCarthy, with Aaron Rodgers? Like, help us get the context here. Well, at this point, I think Aaron Rodgers had established himself as a franchise quarterback. Now, I don't mean he's established himself in this moment as a future MVP, you know, as an all-time great player. But this was a player that was pretty clear the Packers were going to have under center for a long time. They'd already extended him a few games into the 2008 season, his first full year as the starter. And this was a very new Packers team in a lot of regards. Don Capers was in his first season. This is back when those defenses were really humming. I mean, this was the number one defense by DVOA that season. Charles Woodson, defensive player of the year. Absolutely. And to a certain degree, that was actually the identity of that Packers team. It wasn't the offense wasn't potent 
But nationally was, yeah, that's a really good defense and an offense that is above average and on a really good day. They're they're pretty good. And, you know, going into this game, Aaron Rodgers had not thrown more than three touchdowns in a game. He not thrown for 400 yards in a game. And this was now a, a point in the NFL history where those things, while still spectacular, were not so uncommon. So Rodgers was very much a ball control quarterback with flashes of brilliance and explosive plays, but he wasn't doing that on the regular yet. And that's where we jump into this game because I think this is the moment where that narrative flipped. I mentioned this and, and we're going to get into it with Jermichael Finley later in the show, but I, I guess I had forgotten a little bit when I went back and, and did the, the research for this game. I forgot the degree to which they fell behind early on in this game. Like I knew they came back but I had forgotten just how bad it had gotten. And, and it actually, in retrospect, made me go, wait, this game was even better than I remembered. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, as we discussed earlier, this was considered a defensive first team right. from you know, the, the national perspective. Like this was a truly good defense. Like, you know, we're not putting them on the same you know, level with, you know, the 2000 Ravens or anything, but this was the best defense in the NFL that season. And that first quarter was just a series of mistakes. And obviously the, the Aaron Rodgers interception on his first drive mm-hmm. put the Packers defense in a bad position that contributed to this. But this was a defense that for the first time all season really truly did not show up. And Aaron Rodgers had to dig them out of a hole in a way that he just hadn't had to do to that point in his career as a starter. And so as it's happening, I mean, he, he finishes the game 20 to 42 for 423, four touchdowns and that interception that you mentioned also ran in a score. Uh, it's a 121.4 passer rating. Is there a play? There is one for me. Is there a play that sticks out in your mind where you're just like, OK, when I think of that game for Aaron Rodgers, at least that that resonates with you? Well, most of the plays from that game that stick out are the negatives for Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Like the interception and the not called face mask at the very end of the game. But I think it's not just a single play. It's a drive. After Aaron Rodgers throws an interception, remember, this is his first playoff game as a starter. He throws interception. This is the recipe for a meltdown for a young quarterback. He was only, I think, 25 or 26 at the time. And Aaron Rodgers responds as though he's a 10-year veteran. Like, that's why they were able to come back from that big deficit. You know, they, they don't make any of those huge, huge mistakes pretty much the rest of the game until overtime. But they were able to force overtime with all those points. So I look at it as more as this was Aaron Rodgers showing that he could do more than just control the game by minimizing mistakes. Like, if there's a big deficit, Aaron Rodgers is capable of coming back. And again, we had not seen that from him to that point in his career. It was also, unfortunately for the Packers, a harbinger of things to come defensively in the playoffs because this just became the M.O. even of the the Charles Woodson-led defenses and some of these defenses that played really well in the regular season. They would get to January and fall apart. This was, as you said, the number one defense in the league. They gave up 45 points. They had a score at the end that won it. That was the Aaron Rodgers non-face mask call. But that was, we didn't realize it in the moment was, Ugh, even worse than than it seemed at the time. Yeah, because this, as you kind of pointed out there, this comes up again and again in the Aaron Rodgers playoff narrative. If you look by point of comparison to like Tom Brady, there were a lot of games that the Patriots won with Tom Brady as a starting quarterback, and even after Tom Brady became you know a multi MVP winner, where he does not play particularly well, but the defense takes care of business. 
Aaron Rodgers does not have a lot of those moments in his career. Now, he's had games in the playoffs where she didn't perform well, but usually that was the entire team or multiple parts of the team not performing well. You know, you look back to their most recent playoff appearance, and obviously the offense doesn't play well and the special teams truly melts down. Those sort of things ended up becoming very commonplace in Aaron Rodgers' career. And to a certain degree, like, he can't control anything other than what's going on in offense. Like, if the defense is playing poorly, like, what realistically is any quarterback going to do? And it informs the way that he's discussed, probably the way he will always be discussed, even though if you just look individual game, individual game for great quarterbacks, his performance is pretty high up there. Like this is a guy who with limited exception played extremely well in the postseason, and the record does not always reflect that. All right. We have a lot more of these to do. Um, they're going to be really fun and hopefully we can get some more special guests on to do them. Uh, Jason, thanks for your time. Anytime, Peter. All right, before we get to Jermichael Finley, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need the best pacing protein bar ever. That is Built. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. And that's where Built Bar comes in. I always have my cabinet loaded full of them because they're just special. They're just that good covered in 100% real chocolate, but delivering on the protein, most importantly. I'm trying to eat more in terms of focusing on protein in my diet. Just trying to make it a little more protein forward, feeling like I've gotten out of whack a little bit with the balance in my diet. So, Built is a great opportunity because I don't have to sacrifice taste. I'm not eating some bland chicken breast. I get 17 grams of protein from a bar that tastes like a candy bar. And I'm only getting 130 calories and it's only four grams of sugar. It's a remarkable achievement from Built. And right now you don't have to go to Built.com anymore to get them. You can, I still do. Order them, get all the specialty flavors you want there. But now you can go to Walmart, you can go to Sam's Club and just pick up a box, eat them on the way home. I would. Joining me now, former Green Bay Packers tight end, Super Bowl champion, Jermichael Finley. How soon in 2008 did you know with Aaron Rodgers or, or did it take longer than that? No, I, I, I know, man. You, you can see the things, may, maybe not on when the, the camera's all on or things like that, but in the classroom, the guy's a genius. Uh, on the field, he can, th- he can thread the ball at any corner. He can place the ball any way. Uh, he can dang near catch the ball f- from being the quarterback for you. Right. He's, he's that good, man. He's one of those guys where – uh, you can't deny his skill uh, on the field, and uh, he, he's he's uh, very special. I give him that. Can you can you think of a t- a time that first season where he did something, and or maybe it was a throw to you where you were just like, "Oh, okay, like I'm not in Texas anymore." <laughs> Absolutely, um, just scrambling out the pocket, him and ex- him escaping um, and throwing it backside all the way to the other side. You know what I mean, you you would never expect that uh, because in college, and probably not coach that. Yeah, you're not coached that. that. That's not that's not anything you work in practice or things like that. That's the instinct. And uh, his instincts are uh, top level. And uh, that, that's why I think he's going to help the Jets win uh, win a couple of plays. You know, I mean, you, you, he can make your worst player their best player. And he's, he's one of those guys. You think we're going to see a, a, a good version, the best version, or something close to the best version of Aaron Rodgers this year in New York? I think you'll see close to the best. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a new team. He has something to prove. He's in New York City, and uh, it's it's a lot of uh, you know what I mean the, the lights are on the Jets this year, and so he, he performed usually when the lights are on. 
So I want to talk about the, the playoff game in 2009. It was Aaron Rodgers' first playoff game. It was your first playoff game. And you put together one of the single most impressive um, non-quarterback games in the playoffs for the Packers that, that I can personally remember. And I think that was when a lot of people were like, oh, this guy has a chance to be really, really, really good. During the prep for that week, were you a big part of the plan for that for that Cardinals game? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, that, that last stretch of uh, that, that year, um, I showed up in the, play, uh, the, the game plan often. Uh, my, McCarthy came to my locker often. And, um, <laughs> and it was just one of those things where uh, it was like, you, you got to grow up fast and be a professional. He said, we're going to need you. And, and, it, and it went from probably week 10 of that season all the way uh, uh, to that playoff run. And, uh, yeah, I, I knew the ball was coming. I mean, and when you have that feeling as a professional, um, you have to show up and you got to do your job. So I went back and looked. You you did not get a target in that game until the Packers were already down 17 nothing. Do you do you have any recollection of what was not working early on? Like what what you guys were doing or or a, a memory of something that happened in the huddle during that that first quarter and a half where you guys are really struggling? Uh, no, I, I think at the time I, I was I was a decoy. Um, I, mm. was, I mean, that was very um, it, it was a cap. We had a linebacker and a safety over the top. So it was just decoy going all around. But at the time we had six guys that you can throw the ball to. Right. I mean, it was it was very hard. Um, I mean, to get the ball. I mean, when you got the ball, you you you, met, you had to make a play because you'll never know when it's coming back around. So we just had that type of team at the time. So you you really you kick things off. You had, there was a, a, a deep shot, um, and you had a you had the, an end of the fade, a touchdown. Do you do you have a play that stands out in your mind from that game? Because I can think of a handful of them that I'm just like, man, I, I like I can see the whole thing in my mind's eye. Oh, absolutely. Um, before before to have uh, Rogers went deep, escape um, uh, escape from a sack. Actually, uh, threw it deep, and uh, I don't know which player from the Cardinals was on it, but. Uh, set us up, went deep to uh, myself and set uh, Crosby up for uh, a couple points before going into half. Uh, that stood out big time and that, that got me rolling for that game. And, and for my, uh, I love playing indoors. So uh, that's, that's no climate. <laughs> was there a, it seemed like there was a point in the second half where it was just like, Hey, get 88, the ball. It doesn't matter who's covering him. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Just, just try and get it to him. Was there a conversation in the second half of like, hey, this is the matchup. This is the way we have to try and make this work? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, multiple times. Uh, McCarthy always coming to me and say, you, you, uh, you and 12 figured out. And, uh, <laughs> and it, was, it was about that time that we, uh, we, we got the chemistry and the ball start flowing my way often. And so what were those converse, conversations with, with Rogers like? Like, is he saying, what are you thinking on these situations? Or is it just like, hey, in here, just like be ready? Or, or how does that go? Uh, just he'll tell you where, where he wants you to be at the time, how many steps, and uh, uh, it, it came down to very, very uh, much so of uh, detailing his step um, to my steps, and uh, it was more like I said, uh, calculus algebra on the field. It, had, it added up at the end of the day. Can you feel that in the moment when you, when you start to get rolling, when you start to catch a rhythm? Because you guys, all of a sudden, in the second half of that game, absolutely took off. I mean, you're down twenty four to ten. Um, you're down 31 to 17 and you come all the way back, tie the game at 38. And it, it just seemed like 
And by the way, it was a almost a 40 yard play by you that set up that game time touchdown. Um, where, do you feel that in the moment that flow? Oh, absolutely. You, you, you'll feel it. Yeah. I mean, and that, that flow carries on week after week after week. And, uh, it, it, it depends on if you, if you want to be a regular guy or a superstar in the mm-hmm. NFL, uh, and it can carry on for years, as you can see with some of the receivers and the guys that have that it factor and that momentum and, uh, it, it carries, it carries on and uh, you feel it also. Was there, was there, a um, a, a conversation after the game because obviously it, it ends brutal fashion. Rogers misses the opportunity deep. Could have been a walk-in touchdown to Greg Jennings to to win the game, and then you have the unfortunate play, the non the non face mask call. What yep. was the locker room like after that game? No, one one thing about that locker room at the time, guys, guys, uh, we have they we have professionals, uh, and Green Bay done a great job of drafting guys and picking guys up in free agency um, that adapted to the team. So it was it was a good ride home, and uh, we said we'll come back and get it next year, and uh, just came back to work in the offseason. And I, I don't know if people remember what happened in 2010. Um, pretty good season in 2010, but but difficult for you. And I wanted to ask you about that because you, I I believe when you got hurt that season, you were leading the team in receiving, and it seemed like you were set up to have a monster season. What was it like for you as the team? They go through that midseason lull. All of a sudden, they're fighting for their lives, and then they're making the Super Bowl run. And you are, unfortunately, having to watch from the sideline. What is that? What's going through your mind? What's that experience like? Uh, it, it was it was it was tough. I mean, um, but at the end of the day, um, I had grown to to know that the NFL is a it's a league where you know what I mean the bullets are flying really fast and you can get injured. So you know, I mean, I had to adapt and get better and uh, just come in prepared next year to start and. Uh, be the man and uh, yeah, and, and try to make another playoff run and, and do the same thing we did uh, the year prior. What was the best version of Aaron Rodgers? What year did you feel like? Was it 2011 or like what? What was the best version of Rodgers that you played with? No, I thought I thought 2000 uh, back to back the the 10 and 11 when he came back up on fire and we went for another run and got beat by the Giants also. Um, I, I thought both them years he was he was smoking and uh, and I I predict now Aaron Rodgers to have that at the Jets he's got that kind of fire on them right now. So I, I have to ask you about this because you know there there are fans that that are critical of your criticisms of Aaron Rodgers right? Yep. What do you think? And there and what they will say is well he's just mad for whatever reason he didn't get the ball more or whatever. Yep. What are, what are they missing about? about your perspective that that you're just like okay look you need to understand this about where i'm coming from yeah so now so now um i mean now that i run uh my the company i run and elevate you um, yeah. and the passion i bring to that and the passion i bring to the field i you know, i'm one of those guys that you know i mean i i worked i worked really hard in the off season i know a lot of guys do you know what i mean but i went to addicted phase of working really hard and giving my all and uh, when I got on the field, it was just one of those things where uh, I was a competitor and I went to the up degree uh, to to win and to thrive, to get the ball, because that's to show my skills. And you know, I mean, I think they got it misunderstood just of the competitive, competitive nature and then the guy off the field. You know what I mean, so it, it's a yeah, that's a whole misconstrued of my personality and, and what I what I'm um, what I'm about. And um, yeah. And I think they get it misunderstood from just being a really hard-nosed 
worker and just loving what I do. And you, you feel like you're just, you're just being honest. I'm very, very honest. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent around the board and uh, no sugar coating, but, um, but love, just love the game. I love and, and love my teammates also. Can can I ask about where you stand with Rodgers now? Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah I mean, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a relationship that uh, I mean, he he's doing his thing. He's still he's still in the game. Um, I, I think after the game, the relationship we get closer. Uh, but right now, he's still in and uh, I mean, finished phase of his career and, and trying to do do his best to get another ring. So um, he's a golfer. I'm a golfer. So one day we'll meet for sure. What's the handicap these days? Uh, hand, handicap is high. You know what I mean? I, I, I'll tell I'll tell you when to get down. I'm still, I'm still left, right, shanking. I'm, I'm trying to get down the middle, but, uh, I'm, I'm getting there though. I'm two days, one or two days a week. Working. Well, if you were, if you were addicted to football, it is not hard for me to see you getting addicted to golf. Um, it is an addiction that I share. So, uh, good luck in your journey. It is not an easy one. That is for sure. It is um, not can, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what, um, the the program that you that you mentioned and and the work that you're doing now, uh, program I'm, um, I'm I got now the company that I'm running is Elevate You. Um, it's a Pacific um, a program for up tempo. Uh, we do it more resistant bands with the uh, ladders, um, cone drills, um, just showing the, the kids how to implement. You know, I mean the the grit and the work hard and the passion. Uh, for any sport, if it's soccer, basketball, baseball, football, it's just uh, it's agility and condition. And uh, like I said, we'll be in Green Bay at the Rush Center um, Ju- June 9th and 10th. Uh, we're going to hit a Blizzards game. Um, I'm going to do a Blizzards game with the kids. All the kids is coming. So it- it's just a great program to implement my passion and, and-, and to the kids and, and show them uh, how to love what they do. Are there spots still available for that camp or no? Uh, yeah, we got a, a several spots. Uh, we're going to shut it down a week before the ninth, um, and uh, it's going to fill up. I got a couple uh, ex players is going to play, uh, help me coach it up. Got a couple trainers um, around the world that's going to uh, come there and help. And uh, man, we're going to have it's a high school. I want kids to come in there knowing what they're doing and and knowing how to do it. And uh, yeah, we're going to do it at a high high level. Jermichael, I appreciate the time, man. I right, thank you, man. Thank you, Peter. All right. Thanks to Jermichael Finley for joining the show. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Everydayers. More on the show this week. Jason Hershorn is going to join us um, for our UDFA prospectus. He was on the show today. We've got even more. Jason Hershorn can't get enough of him. Um, And so that is coming up uh, hopefully tomorrow, depending on the situation. If I'm in the hospital, if I'm not. Thanks to everyone who has offered their support. Um, Mom is doing great. Uh, baby's doing great, but we're just waiting. That's just how this goes sometimes. The baby's going to come when the baby is going to want to show up. I don't know when that's going to happen. Maybe it's already happening as you're listening to this. I don't know. We'll see. But thanks to everyone who's reached out. I really I really do appreciate it. It does mean a lot. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And of course, go subscribe on YouTube. Yes, go subscribe on YouTube because we're going to go live a couple times this summer just for fun, just to do it, just to hang out, just to get a group together. We'll get a, we'll get a Locked on Packers quorum together um, and, and have some fun. So you can do all of that so you can stay Locked on Packers.